Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024, and I have an interesting show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice in this program. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest, and all information presented is for informational purposes only. I'm going to probably make uh, some people mad today, especially in the church and even outside the church. I was uh, looking, I don't know, I, got, I don't even know how I got on this, but I was exposed to some ads uh, about the Tim Tebow Foundation's uh, Night to Shine events that are going to be uh, actually all over the country in a couple of weeks. And a Night to Shine, if you don't know, is where a church hosts a basically a prom night um, for special needs and disabled people. And they make a big deal. They take photographs and movies and have, uh, you know, loud music and, and kind of celebrate folks. Now, on the surface, this seems great because, believe me, that is something that doesn't happen uh, normally to special needs folks or disabled folks. Uh, it doesn't happen to regular folks usually either, you know, which is kind of, you know, odd, isn't it? Because wouldn't, wouldn't it be great also if somebody just said, come on, <laughs> come on to a, a party in three weeks and we're going to have you walk down the red carpet and, uh, you know, take your picture and make a big deal about, you know, throw a party and, and cater a, uh, a dinner for you. Because that is what the Tim Tebow Foundation basically provides, from what I understand. I have never hosted one or done anything like that. Uh, God did not call me to to do that when I, you know, (laughs) uh, as part of my foray into disability ministry. And you know why? It's because when you're actually dealing with the really hard things of life, living in the hospital for six months, um, giving ICU-level care to your own kid. Kind of like the last thing you need is that kind of thing. I'm not saying this is bad. And first of all, I want to say about Tim Tebow Foundation, you probably, you know, if you look at the entirety of what he's doing, you probably couldn't pick a better foundation. Now, I haven't looked into the finances and all that, but I, you know, I have no reason to believe it's anything but, you know, 100% on the up and up and everything else. Because um, he's, he's a, a, a pretty darn public figure. And he has stood up for Jesus, which I love, which he did back when he was playing football, even in that game in the playoffs when Denver beat the Steelers. And I really didn't like him that much. Really, I... Uh, from a Christian standpoint, from somebody who's in the mainstream, um, you have to like the guy. 
And if you take a look at the Tim Tebow Foundation, I mean, it's really amazing. I mean, they support, and I, re- I mean, like, really support, like anti-human trafficking. They support orphan care and the prevention of, you know, the creation of orphans in the first place. They provide surgeries for people with profound medical needs, profound. I think they've done over 8,000 of them. And this thing with um, Night to Shine, they have a special needs ministry. All in all, it's an incredible organization. They are making an incredible impact on the world. And for that, my hat is off to him and I, you know, and his entire organization. Um, what I want to focus on today is these like night to shines. Because a lot of it, it <laughs> coming from having the experience of talking to churches, cold calling churches, to try to talk to them and get in to do ministry and, and to try to get people that are involved in a local church, involved in disability ministry. Uh, when I see like all of the, the lights and the, and the loud music, and I'm a musician, by the way, and the loud music and, uh, you know, a catered dinner and all this. If that church had to do it with its own money, and I'm sure they make some kind of commitment for this night or anything, they just don't, if left to their own devices, they are not getting involved in the lives of, like, the disabled because it's just too hard. Because today's church, I'm sorry to say this, this is my my experience and in my humble opinion, is about the well and the well healed. It's about having the, especially here in Pittsburgh, it's about having, you know, a famous football player at your church. It's about having a successful businessman or businesswoman at your church. It's about having enough of the successful retirees who can support you at your church. It's not about getting to know, because around every church, and and Tebow's numbers actually on his website today, you know, I I think are good numbers that 16% of the people in the world claim some type of disability. It's been as high as 19 when we started encouraging angels. But they, you know, they, and actually the U.S. massaged that number down to, um, I think, below 10%. I think it was 8% at the last census. And that's just a story because, I mean, there are so many people disabled now because of the jab. Um, and, and the way that they can't disability and so forth. I mean, it's kind of a joke, but... Um, Having this huge event, and does it draw 
it, 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 it draws um, attention to the fact that there's disabled people around you. Because here is the reality in America up until the point when the economy really starts to crater with what's going on, which we've talked about almost incessantly, you know, uh, weekly, you know, on this podcast, um, is, is that folk, it reminds me of the scripture of Jesus talking about the Pharisees who pray openly on the street corners to be seen by men. And Jesus said, when you pray, you know, go into your secret place, you know, and commune with your father, you know, go into your prayer closet. Don't be like those men. Don't be like the Pharisee. Because when I see all these people clapping and everything else for, you know, somebody with Down syndrome, which is a very high functioning um, part of the population, in special needs and disability, a high functioning. Um, these same people who will clap, they're the same people who, who closed the door in my face when I was trying to push you know, my daughter into, say, Starbucks or something when I was out with her, you know, when she was still here. These are the same people who who you know, unlike Jesus, okay, and first of all, I'm, you know, I spent a lot of time with my daughter, and that was part of, you know, Jesus's, uh, you know, uh, job for me as far as being around disabled folks. And I did 15 years, you know, delivering music services, you know, to the disabled and special needs folks. Um, before uh, I said no to the jab, and uh, they just didn't want me around anymore after that. Um, and so we turned to talking to you. How about that? <laughs> um, the folks going through special needs, first of all, when you have a catastrophic illness, especially with children, 80%, and this came, comes from, you know, Johnny Erickson Tata's ministry, 80% of the families divorce and 90% bankrupt. That it's, so I go back and go to, to Night to Shine, and actually, you know, there's some other churches, they do some stuff with, they call it something else. Uh, that's great. It's, it's a night out and they get a, a free meal and they can dance and have fun. Believe me, if you uh, have ever been involved, which you probably haven't, um, with a, um, a, any kind of uh, like decent-sized special needs like um, uh, institution, for the, for the disabled who actually can be put onto you know, a bus and taken somewhere or into cars and taken somewhere, they do do things like this um, when they're available. Like there was a place in, in Pittsburgh um, that regularly had them to do that. But, you know, the church, and I, I looked at, at this church that we used to go to, and I'm, you know, we're not in a church because 
of, of just the, the 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 lack of of I don't know biblical honesty um, for myself and my wife. You know, we support a, a pastor who teaches biblically, and we you know we do our own work. This I uh, do this, etc. Um, These same people who 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 want to be in the lights and in the spotlight, and I'm talking about the church, and be seen doing all these great things, and they can show this like thing where they just like showered approval on the special needs and so forth, is that they're the same ones who would never even think about going over to that mother's house because dad left, because dad left, because eighty percent of the time dad leaves in this situation and cutting her grass or coming over and doing the dishes or maybe just, you know, getting to know uh, that family. And it's like, you know, they would even just have coffee with them and talk about what's going on. And uh, even something that simple, but that's really, you know, that's what isn't that not what being a good neighbor is? I have seen, unfortunately, too many times when people who are in the church who who live with disability and special needs in their own lives because of their kids um, or a family member that they were willing and did start a ministry in the church, but because of a lack of support from the platform for an actual ministry. See, a night to remember is one night. Yeah, and it takes planning and so forth. And I'm not really trying to, I'm, I'm certainly not putting down, you know, like Tebow's foundation for doing this. What I'm saying is that, and I think if you were doing some of the other things, I think it would be super duper great. But it's hard for me to see a true follow through. Um, you know, with this. Now, of course, the, the number of disabled are exploding. I mean, exploding because of the jab. I mean, Dr. Betty Eads, interviewed by Greg Hunter on USA Watchdog. We put that up. I mean, that was probably four months ago. you know, said that there's upwards of 2 billion people disabled now because of the jab. And there's going to be more. Um, that seems like a huge number, does it not? But, you know, the, um, the powers that be in this world are trying to exterminate humanity, in my humble opinion. That jab was not proved to help anyone. And, and we know for sure, according to um, Dr. Pierre Corey, that uh, 17 million people died. Um, Dr. Tenpenny had said, on actually on a show I was on with her, 
that in the examination of worldwide databases as of October 2022, um, that tw- and not including South America, not including China, 20 million people died due to the jab, not due to a virus. So um, anyway, two, Dr. Betty Eads, 2 billion with a B, billion people disabled now? I just think that the church has lost its way. And this is, it's always been like this when, you know, uh, I've been involved in disability ministry for, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I mean, it's like 18 years. We really, I think we incorporate whenever found our paperwork in 2005, really got started in 2006, uh, 2006. And, um, so we're like 18 years or something. And, um, Again, the church is about the well and the well healed. I mean, 98% of the church. Now, not everyone is called to minister to the disabled. However, I have to kind of counter that and say, if you take a look at, and we have this up on our our website, uh, encouragingangels.org, if you basically look at the daytimer of Jesus, now, he didn't keep a daytimer like I have a daytimer. Um, but if you look at the scripture, like in the Gospel of Luke, there's 24 chapters. And in nine of those chapters, Jesus with, is with one, two, or a whole town of sick and disabled folks. Now, I ask you to consider your, your pastor and what's his daytimer look like. Is he spending that kind of time with the sick and the disabled? At best, at best, at best, if it's a big church, they have a pastoral care minister. But the the reason that Jesus had his disciples with him was to teach them how to do it, right? How to do ministry. Does the seminaries of today take young seminarians and have them spend time with sick and disabled folks like Jesus did? No, they don't. They teach them how to be asset gatherers. They teach them how to grow a church. How to recruit people for the finance. Um, that's where, when I, again, let's come back to our, you know, the kind of the thesis is that that the Tim Tebow Foundation is the real deal. The real deal. I mean, they're meeting people where they are. Now, again, because I, I say about this thing with, you know, it's a great idea. And it's fun. That's great. But, you know, these churches, I mean, why aren't they doing something on their own, spending their own money, getting involved with, you know, again, even... You know, individual families, it's really where the rubber meets the road. 
it's really where the rubber meets the road. Again, when, when a mother who has the, the husband left because of the disability of the child, and the mother is faced with either working all day and putting her child, if he or she is stable enough, that is, mentally, physically, putting that child into, and I'm talking about the child being mentally or physically able to go into some sort of stable and reliable daycare, some kind of stable and reliable program while she works all day. And then when she comes home, she's a caregiver until she puts the kid to sleep. And then she puts herself to sleep, but not before she had to iron clothes, wash clothes, clean up, make dinner, read a story. And get ready to do it all over again tomorrow. Or that same woman, if she chooses not to work, she goes into welfare in the welfare system and never gets out of it. But she might get to spend her life with her child. See the, see the choice that they make? And so when I, I see um, the people at the churches go in there because they get to have a good, just as good a time. They get to eat the food. They get to see the lights. They listen to the disco music. And I love disco, by the way. Um, but those same folks won't make the same type of commitment. Even once a year. And let's break it down to this. You know, that you spend four hours like there at the party. If you spent four hours just a year, a year, and every two months, it would really be six hours. Let's count that because you had to get dressed and undressed, you know, for the night at the party, right? If if every two months you spent an hour, you know, with a family, you did the dishes. Again, you cut the grass. Maybe you fixed the car. Maybe you babysat. Uh, Folks won't do that, though. But that's what's so amazing about Jesus Christ, because Jesus went and, and poured himself out into those people. These, these big parties, they look good. They look great. But in the end, are, 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 do the, do, does the same people who put all that energy into those big parties, do they have a real relationship with, you know, the same kind of disabled folks? The answer is no, in general. The answer is no, a resounding no. How do I know? I lived that life. I mean, I lived... First of all, I was a pagan, <laughs> and I find, I would have found those kind of things kind of attractive probably, uh, but I lived a life of dealing with disability big time. I lived a life of, of, of 
con- trying to convince churches to, to assimilate the disabled and to have a ministry to them, which, you know, we've had some success with. Um, and it's because they were actually very good people. And it wasn't just one big, quote, night to shine, but they actually had, you know, Bible study, you know, a Bible school, like, before church started, just for them. That, you know, I just love that. I just love that. And so people did what they could do. They did have a relationship. That pastor, who I'm thinking about right now, had a relationship with all those disabled folks. Yes. they re- That example really did it. Really did it. I'm looking, I mean, like at a church, and I'm not going to like call them out. But we went to this church for a while. And when I look at like all the stuff, like, man, I mean, this this church has like, man, where's this at? I mean, they have their own mini golf course. (laughs) They have their own mini golf course uh, on the property. Um, They talk about all of the, the stuff and how, like, the stuff you can rent their building and do and and none none of it has to do with Jesus none of it you got the indoor playground you got the mini golf uh people who who are independent business people can go and work there in the church and use their wi-fi and eat drink their coffee and eat their their crumb cakes um You can rent it for staff retreats and venue perform venue performances, birthday parties. That is that about Jesus? See, let's revert back to you know one of the pastors that I know that actually you know did Sunday school for the disabled in their in their church. Really, just awesome, and he's an awesome man of God. Um, he had a relationship. This is why Jesus said, don't be like the Pharisees that pray openly on the streets to be seen by men. You know, but, but go and go to your secret place and, you know, pray to your father. And I'm paraphrasing. Uh, sure, sometimes things are done publicly, of course. Um, and that includes the church. But 
you know, for a Christian, let, let's say this, a supposed Christian who goes to church to be seen, you know, as some, you know, religious person, and then they can use the church to climb the social ladder, which is done all the time, but go home and have no prayer life. I mean, do they know the Father? Do they know Jesus? I mean, when Jesus, you know, the most scary words in the Bible is, depart from me, I never knew you. When, when somebody said, Lord, you know, they said, Lord, Lord, we, you know, we cast out demons in your name. And he said, depart, again, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, he's depart from me, I never knew you. I mean, I, that just so rings so true to me when I think about these big blustery uh, events like night to shine and again i i am I'm, I'm not trying to to cast uh, shade on uh, excuse me the tim tebow foundation again I, I i give all the credit of what they're doing with again human trafficking orphan care providing surgeries and so forth to thousands with profound medical needs and they are you know shining a light on special needs it's just, and I think part of it is the the environment inside the American church is so acidic to special needs and disability because of the the preponderance of the prosperity gospel. You know, if you're sick, I mean, we, I, my wife and I, we were in a big, big church, and literally they said, uh, you know, if, if you're sick or whatever, it's because, and, you know, you have these problems that special needs and dis- disabled people have. It's because you have sin in your life or somebody close to you has sin. Now, when in John 9... When the disciples and Jesus come upon a blind man, the disciples say the same thing. They say, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus straightened them out and said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but he was born this way for the glory of God. Again, I'm I'm paraphrasing. And then Jesus healed him. So that's really the thought process. Anyone who is a proponent of the prosperity gospel, which is the majority of the churches in America. And even if they're not, all of their people that attend are, I shouldn't say all of it because I can't say all of it, but many people who attend that same church that's actually orthodox, let's say, that's teaching good Bible, they go home, many of them go home and they watch Joey Osteen. They, they watch Creflo Dollar and, and uh, you know, and the rest of the, and John Hagee, et cetera, et cetera, uh, of the prosperity gospel proponents. And that's really how they're living their life. You know, but Jesus said, you know, that, you know, the... The birds of the air have nests and the foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. I mean, Jesus on this, on earth, you know, didn't have riches. 
didn't have a huge church building. You know, he went out to where the people were. And, of course, he had the worst things to say about organized religion, basically. So I say all this today to say, again, I'm not picking on the Tebow Foundation. And, you know, they are most certainly, you know, doing a good thing. It is a, a good thing to do something nice for somebody, especially somebody with special needs, especially for the uh, most of the time the mom, but the, but for the parents of a special needs individual because it's something they'll remember. Maybe they'll hear something about Jesus. But, you know, when I looked at so many of these pictures, I mean, I see like the, these uh, characters from Disney, which is completely satanic at this point, by the way, and Star Wars and a bunch of other things. I'm like, how are, they're not hearing about Jesus from somebody who's wearing a Disney costume. Because whether they know it or not, they're, you know, <laughs> involved with the devil. I hate to put it that bluntly. Um, so Tebow is doing, doing good things. It's that the, the church, when the, this, again, this big blustery thing, when they can show that they're involved with the disabled, it kind of provides cover for them because they're not really, you know, if, if there's any church that, you know, is still, you know, doing disability, disability ministry in addition, and I mean, ministry relationship. That I'm amazed at. But those are extremely few and far between. And so, again, the other part of saying, I said all this to say, you know, the church needs relationships. Just like people in the church need relationship with Christ. Jesus pointed out that the church needs to have relationship with the sick and the disabled because that is where the power of God is shown, truly. Truly, just like in John 9 that I just mentioned, that it was a blind man that Jesus chose to heal because it echoes his sentiment when he said that I have not come, you know, for the well, but those who need a doctor. Paraphrasing again. I'm just, uh, you know, I, when I see this, because I've seen so much of the church turn their back on the disabled to see, you know, a, a, I'm thinking about one specific example of, of a couple who had started an autism ministry in a big church and the leadership just sat on them. They would give them no support from the platform, no support to tell everybody in the church uh, that this is there, it's available, we're behind it, and we're inviting people. No, they sat on it so it would die. This is why I'm upset about, you know, like in one example, the same church hosting a night to shine. <laughs> it sticks in my craw, if you know what I'm saying. And for all of us, it's a relationship with somebody who's got a disability. 
that's it. You're not going to heal them like Jesus did, most likely. But you can be, you know, if you want to talk about a night to shine, what, it, how about a person to shine, to be the lighthouse? Because it's that relationship and talking to them about Christ. Because getting, getting through this life as a family with disability, the only thing, I'm, I'm serious, is going to get you through is Jesus Christ. You might survive until the end of your life, but you're not going to know how much God loves you until there's a, a, you know, you have a relationship with God. And that's why, you know, when I've seen, seen time after time, like churches not support disability from the platform is that it really speaks about, I, I don't want to say how godly they are, but really about their a really commitment to being like Jesus. I mean, because all they had to do was let the person who had the mantle, the ministry themselves, you understand what I'm saying? They were willing to do it. And, and the church sat on that. But they'll take the money from Tim Tebow and put on a big party. This is what I'm upset about. So I hope you take my conversation about this today in the right light of it coming from my experience about this um and and you know i will say this let me let me uh be somewhat gracious and, and see i'm not even sure if gracious is the right word but just say you know people in churches can change they can change um and I just want to say it is not um, too hard to find people dealing with disability no matter where you live in the United States of America or probably really anywhere in the world. It's not hard at all. But the reality is, is that disabled people and their families have been to church and they found out that it's not for them because there's no place for them to sit Uh there's nobody who really wants them around if they're practicing or whether overtly or covertly the the prosperity gospel and they they don't go to church church is really again <laughs> i i go to to this church and you know that i'm looking at online here it's a pittsburgh area church mini golf indoor playground you know people can work from here I mean, it's all about getting people in there. It's it's about their business model. It's about their business model and not them following the ways of Christ, in in my humble opinion. And again, I you know, I'm someone who's in, incredibly imperfect, incredibly imperfect, uh, repenting regularly, trying to keep my accounts short with God because I make a lot of mistakes. But the thing, I mean, it's just, it, anyway, it's this time of the year when, all, you know, these things go on. And I'm glad they're, you know, it, it's so fun. Uh, it's funny is not the right word, but it's so interesting that, you know, we have this explosion of disabled folks 
Um, you know, I don't know that it's, it ends up being part of the business model of the church. You know, I don't know. Um, just, but again, it's, it's so that they give the, it gives the appearance of, of godliness, like the Pharisee preaching in the street. And then, you know, Jesus called them whitewashed sepulchers, you know, the full of dead man's bones. I pray that that would not be that way for you who's listening. And, you know, I pray that you would have just a relationship with someone who's dealing with disability, whether it's Down syndrome, whether it's catastrophic illness where death is coming. Because you talk about a ministry to like a parent who's dealing with that. Wow. Um, that's really ministry. You know, that's really ministry. And I, I have had people do that, you know, for us. Because even in the midst of that, let me tell you, it's really hard for the parent. You know, or it's, it's hard for the caregiver. Because they have the literally the weight of the world on them. So I do want to, again, call good attention to the Tebow, the Tebow Foundation, Tim Tebow Foundation, for um, amazing work that they're doing. Amazing. Again, anti-human trafficking, orphan care, you know, providing surgeries for thousands of them. For, for kids with, you know, profound medical needs and their intention with um, A Night to Shine, their intention with A Night to Shine, and they put their money where their mouth is. But wouldn't it be great if, you know, these churches who are taking money from Tebow to do this took their own money and, and budgeted their own money, you know, budgeted their money and their time, you know, for the disabled. That would be super great. Again, it's it's the heart. It's the heart. So, I've gone on a little too long, I think, for this. And uh, I hope that this is taken in the, the right light. But it's because of my experience with all this. Of being, of, you know, I pushed a wheelchair for eight years. You know, I have a pretty good clue about how people looked at me, looked at my daughter. Uh, And I know how hard it is for, you know, the folks dealing, you know, at the personal level with disability and special needs. And I know from trying to call attention to, because that is my my job, basically, (laughs) is to try to get the church to assimilate the disabled and special needs and those families into the local congregation of believers. But it's not something that happens. It's not. Yes, can, can you ever see? Yes. But the folks don't stay. I mean, I, I've seen... I, I've seen... an autistic kid in a wheelchair... He, they, he make sounds. They yip and do some other things, especially if they get a little bit excited. And a pastor at a big church halting the service, 
and saying, who's heckling me? Unfortunately, these are the kind of things that actually happen in the churches as opposed to this big blustery, you know, promotion at night to shine and so forth. If a church takes night to shine and then takes that on into disability ministry, God bless them. Truly, truly God bless them and who they serve. But folks, they, I think it's used more as an excuse. It's, you know, it can be held up that we do this. So, because I, I am, you know, until I see the person-to-person relationship, I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm not convinced. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Go to encouragingangels.org. Uh, we've been persecuted for what we do and say. Uh, so, so please consider. A- again, go to the donate tab at encouragingangels.org. Keep in mind, go 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 check out um, civildefensemanual.com because there's so many things happening. You look at the other entries to our blog and and our podcast that uh, your country does not have a civil defense plan for you. So check out Civil Defense Manual. Written by Jack Lawson at civildefensemanual.com. That is a worthy resource in my humble opinion. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.